Hello everyone and welcome back to Arts Mission here on Sin 90.7 FM. My name is Christina and I am joined here today with not only one but two amazing guests, artists I Yamamoto and Dan West. I and Dan are both musicians, instrumentalists, producers, composers and educators. I collect sounds from field recordings, sounds from our daily lives and game sounds, creating textures and flowing melodies in her work. And Dan fuses sounds from both people and machines from within his custom shipping container sound lab. Both Dan and I are known to collaborate with heaps of artists and showcase their works on a community level. Today, we are here to speak to them about their collaborative live performance at the Neon Parlour Art Gallery over in Thornbury for this year's Spring Darren Fuse Festival. That is the multi-arts festival in Melbourne's North. They will be creating a great immersive experience within the space on the 10th and the 11th of September at 8pm, so don't miss out. For more information and to book your tickets, please check out fusedarabin.com.au. Thank you both for joining us today. Hey, Christina, nice to be here. Oh. <laughs> um, so I would love to know a little bit more about this upcoming live performance. What got the two of you collaborating for the Fuse Festival? Yeah. Oh, we are the neighbours, we live in the same street and then we have a, this street uh, full of creative people. They just happen to be living on this street and then naturally, you know, it's just, they become the communities. We do things together yep. and then collaborate with Yumi Umi Umare, I'm friend with, and then I did, I do sometimes do things with her. So it's just like a inevitable not to mix. So yeah. I think we met, we met at like, um, uh, my next door neighbor is Yumi, uh, who is a dance artist and, um, I've been writing music for Yumi for about 10 years, I think. And, um, since pretty much since I moved into the neighborhood and then I was a friend of Yumi's and I, I was across eyes work already. Um, cause she's been like super active since the early two thousands in Melbourne. And, um, you know, I was really into eyes work and we sort of just met at a barbecue really, I think. And then we were like, Hey, let's hang out and make some music. And that really solidified over lockdown, especially didn't I? Mm -mm. Yeah, it's a bit of neighborhood connection, you know. Yeah, it's and great. I guess the where we did in, improv or just jam session one time and it just worked without discussing too much mm. because all oh, we do this and I do this and there was sound catch catch ball. Yeah, mm. a bit of bit of a audio tag. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it sounds like a great a great way to to meet and to work as well. Um, and that sort of leads into my next question as well, which is, um, could you take us through what your collaborative process is like? How do you create a song together? Does it start out with these jam sessions and then evolve from that? Yeah, I, I think the really cool thing about playing with I is um, she has a really different process to me, you know. Um, I, I work with lots of sort of hardware uh, equipment. So I use like guitar and processing like pedals and um, analog synth. So I'm using lots of real world kind of instruments and I's whole practice is like creating these amazing soundscapey worlds just within the laptop. And so, yeah, I, I guess we, we come at it both from a, we, we like to see what we can do with like melodic material and then make it really abstracted and kind of elongated and beautiful. And it's definitely a really calm, Playing with I for me is like definitely a really calming experience, you know, like um, 
we, we sort of, there's no rush to kind of move through material and um, build these kind of worlds together. And so although we've got really disparate kind of different practices, we've also got um, a really similar approach to like listening and waiting and responding. And so it, it doesn't feel forced. It feels like things bloom like naturally, which I, th- I think Mm-mm. is why we like playing together. And so I guess lots of the stuff comes out of, improvisations that we do together and sometimes we'll talk about it and sort of go oh it might be a key we might just have a key center or something that we'll explore or sometimes we don't say anything or sometimes we'll go oh let's do something more rhythmic and more beat orientated and like that's Mm. one of my strengths in the project I guess like working as a beat maker as well as an instrumentalist and kind of sound Mm -hmm. designer kind of person you know yeah I guess the you have something that I, I, I can't really do, and then probably we kind of cover each other's strengths and weakness. Yeah, for and, sure. Mm, that w- perfectly works. And do you take do you create music with a certain themes in mind? Like for this performance, did you have a, a theme in mind for um, what might come together, or how, or is it more sort of like musically um, focused? Yeah, I, I think it's 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 less thematic in terms of um, a subject, but it's definitely thematic in terms of a feeling. Wouldn't you say? I, it's kind of like we're trying to create these moments, like these sonic moments that kind of can just kind of allow the listener and the performer actually to like actively pause in the space where it's happening. Because although it's although the music we kind of write tunes you know they're they're pretty kind of open you know and there's Mm -hmm. lots of room for like we don't play them the same way twice you know Mm -hmm. because they're expansive and they might depending on how we're both feeling Mm -hmm. they'll develop differently Mm -hmm. across different amounts of time you Mm -hmm. know and then you might start you know one section and then listen to it oh you when dan play guitar with um you know we have a set of chord and melody line Mm. And then I will come back. So I'll maybe put I put pianos, and then Dan will come back. How about these synths? And then we just add and add based on what we play. Yeah, but there's we've kind of got we've kind of got these music. I guess we've got these musical kind of um, landmarks throughout the music, if that makes sense. And then we're sort of heading towards them. But the way we get to those landmarks might be different depending on mm. how we're feeling, like how much coffee we've had or whatever, you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love how you both um, say that every, you know, there's always going to be something different that sounds different. And I think that is like a really great nature of live performance as well. Like it's always um, each time you go see it in person, it, it would be different from, say, another time that you might see the same thing in person. Um, so, yeah, that I, I really like that aspect of it as well. Um, there's also a visual component to this performance. Um, could you, would you be able to give us a little sneak peek and describe what some of these visuals may be and why they are included in the performance? Traditionally, for me, electronic music, you know, people sit or you know do things in front of computer. There's not much action, so I always thought visual has to come with it. So that was my start, and you know, this has this. Performance have so many kind of uh, analog from Dan side, but I also I put the visual aspects so people can have a journey with sound. Mm. And I, you think that way a lot, right? I because I like so I does all the visuals for the performances as well, 
So she's like a total double threat in terms of like electronic music chops. So you, you've got this amazing like video practice as well. Mm-mm. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that when you're making the music, you're also thinking quite visually. Mm-mm. Is that correct? Fair to say, or you, all, you feel what you might want to do visually. I collect always, um, you know, if I see something I like when I'm walking or driving, or oh, this might be really good. And I record and then I will pick particular scenes and video to the music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then for this performance, I use a lot of mirror effect, which is turned into like a kaleidoscope yeah. looking videos. And it's just like, you know, you see the actually video at the same time. If you actually ten, turn into mirror image with different screen, different section, it's no longer video, normal video. It's turning into much more abstract. Mm. And I like that kind of effect and also use the animation called particle effect and particle effect is developed initially for the game ending with this explosion and fireworks. And I have a very basic program make me, uh, I have a program that let me allow to change the image and then have a movement yeah Mm. yeah and which is really cool to play in as well you know like you feel like the video thing is supporting the sound and the sound supporting the video and you so you you sort of feel like you're in this Mm. space which is one of one of the reasons we sort of hit up our friends at neon parlor about doing the show there because it's sort of in the neighborhood but also it's really perfect for like an art gallery sort of setting you know Mm-mm. yeah it just adds to the performance as a whole and it becomes part of it together yeah 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 great. so we, we feel like it's gonna like the whole space is just going to be enveloped in this kind of projection Mm-mm. and we'll be in that space and the audience is sharing the space Mm-mm. with us and we're sort of all in it together you know yeah for sure um and what do you both love about working with local communities and these art festivals I can just turn up in uh, two minutes to Dan's house. Yeah, I can call I at, at five minutes before the interview is going on yeah, with you and go, hey, are you coming up for this interview? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be right up. And <laughs> here we are. Yeah, it's just a really easy process, I guess. Yeah, well, I think community practice is a, a really big, you know, we, we've both done a lot of shows and played um, – and written music for a whole bunch of different contexts and played overseas and stuff like that. And I, I, I think the the community practice that we both have is kind of, it's the central part of who we are as artists, you know, like, cause it's, art's not something you go away from your community to do. It's your community is all around you, you know, well, we're lucky that it is like that, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of collaborators. Like I've made work with my neighbor and I, and then people in the other street. And so there's lots of artists kind of living in the area who moved out here, you know, in Preston, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago when, you know, everyone left kind of Fitzroy and Northcote and whatever. Um, and it, it just means that people are around and if you need some inspiration or you need to go for a walk and talk about art or whatever it is you need to do, it's kind of, 
within the people around you. And that was really, um, mm. that really kind of mm. happened in, in lockdown and stuff too, when you could only, you know, travel a certain distance and it, we, we maybe wouldn't have been making music all the time. We did make, I and I did make a lot of music, but lots of the time it was just going for a walk and debriefing about how you're feeling and what's going on and, mm. you know, mm. you know, how the family's traveling and all that sort of stuff. So mm. It, it, it's not just coming together to just to make the music thing. There's a whole other layer on top of it of connection, you know. And I just have one final question, um, which is just a quick one, a quick fun one to end on. Um, could you name one artist and musician that you are really loving right now or someone that you take a lot of inspiration from right now? Well, um, from the Darwin Festival, mm. I put... I S A N E S A N. I'm not how that how actually say it. pronounce it. Yeah. But it's I S A N. They're from Europe, and then they use a lot of synth music, and then it's very simple melody, but it totally works. And then type of music now where we are now mm. actually influencing or. It's kind of my reference point at the moment. Yeah, mm. cool. Um, I've been listening to, going back and listening to some older um, kind of groups like uh, Pole and Orteca and these kind of early 2000s, 90s, 2000s um, electronica kind of people as well, but also lots of modern peeps mm. like Caitlin or Aurelia Smith, who's like a total synth mm. wizard, you know. Mm-mm. And Ayamamoto, big influence. It's great. <laughs> amazing um thank you that's all our questions for today thank you again i and dan for joining us on at smitten here on sin remember to check out fusedarabin.com.au for more information and to book your tickets i yamamoto and dan west live performance at neon parlor takes place on the 10th and the 11th of september at 8 p.m you're listening to artsman here on sin and we hope you enjoyed the rest of the show Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that little interview. Now it's time for that sneak peek at what's to come with their live performance. We're going to play a little bit of something that Dan and I sent through to us. This is All Goal, performed live by the pair for Good Neighbourhood, which is a concert series that they put on for their local Preston neighbourhood in between lockdowns during these past couple of years. We hope you enjoy it. 